on today's, uh, you know, we have a special episode today, uh, a double episode, because I was so busy, I couldn't tape an episode about Halloween Havoc, and I want to talk about it, because it was a great show, but also, AEW's Dynamite was great last night, and, you know, I thought I won't be able to finish talking about both of them in 15 minutes, so what will I do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a double episode. Yes. Uh, but not only that, ROH, Ring of Honor, uh, is on on hold. Let's say it's not closed because they'll be back. But they are firing everyone. What What's going on? A busy episode. A busy double episode. So let's get started. Welcome to 15 Minute Time Limit, the wrestling podcast. Alright, so NXT had their special Halloween Havoc episode. Um, And you know what? Dare I say it was almost, almost on a takeover level because... All the matches were great, and uh, all the action, and um, the only thing that I didn't like about this whole episode was, and I liked it, but not as much as I thought I uh, would like it, it was all the Haunted House stuff with uh, Carmelo Hayes and um, Johnny Gargano, and, uh, you know, it set up a match next week, okay, that's fine, but for my taste, not... Not very much to like in those segments. But anyway, the whole episode as itself was great. And um, let's start to talk about it. Yeah. Starting off hot is the ladder match for the women's tag team titles between current champs Io Shirai and Zoe Stark versus um, Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane and versus Indy Hartwell and Persia Pirotti, Pirota. Sorry. Um, and you know what? Uh, some people said that it was a crazier ladder match than the one on Raw. I don't think it was crazier. Um, I think the thing is that in this ladder match, uh, the Halloween Havoc edition, you had uh, girls, women wrestlers that aren't very familiar with ladder matches uh, or with crazy bumps. And yes, Zoe Stark, I'm talking about you. And I hope Zoe Stark is okay and she's not legitimately hurt. But that Phoenix Splash or attempted Phoenix Splash um, didn't work out well. She landed on her feet, on her knees, and she had um, a problem with the leg throughout the whole match from the beginning. And um, that was kind of hurtful to see. And then you had the Io Shirai bump uh, off the ladder, courtesy of Indy Hartwell. And that was also a crazy, scary spot. Um, And Io Shirai tweeted right after that that she's okay, she's alive, don't worry, uh, I'm fine. But still, it was scary. Um, Of course, Gigi Dolan not new to hardcore style matches she's done them at evolve and other indie promotions 
took a nasty, nasty looking powerbomb through a ladder. Um, it was a painful match. And in my opinion, all six of the ladies did way above their capabilities. Uh, they were, they shined throughout the match. Um, I loved Persia Pirota. I think she stood out. She held her own. Um, enjoyed it a lot. And I predicted that Toxic Attraction will win. And they won. And I'm happy because finally... I have a good prediction, so uh, yay me! Uh, and congratulations to Gigi Dolan and JC Jane on being the new women tag team champions of NXT. Congratulations, girls! Then, um, now I'm going to talk about matches now. Uh, we had two previously unannounced matches. The first one, uh, Joe Gacy beat. Um, Malik Blade, if I remember correctly and I'm pronouncing it correctly, in a short match with uh, Parker Bordeaux, uh, Harland, not Parker Bordeaux, sorry. Uh, Harland at his side. Um, I, I'm not sure if I like this whole new uh, character and uh, direction, but we'll see. Let, let's give it time. And then we have the Diamond Mind Open Challenge. Odyssey Jones accepts it, uh, facing, he ch he's choosing Roderick Strong as his opponent. Um, Roderick Strong won the match. It was a good match, but a very short match, and it ended via distraction, and um, they can do better together, Odyssey Jones and Roderick Strong. But for the time it got, it was a, a pretty decent match, which is no surprise, <laughs> considering... It featured Roderick Strong, one of the best in-ring performers right now in the whole wide world. Back to title matches. The next match was the women's uh, championship match between Mandy Rose and Raquel Gonzalez. It was Chucky's Choice. Um, they spin the wheel. It came out as Chucky's Choice. Chucky uh, chose it to be a trick or street fight. Um, meaning it's basically a street fight, okay? Uh, cute name, but it's a street fight. And uh, I predicted Mandy Rose to win, and she won. Uh, I think it's in the top three matches of Mandy Rose's career. Uh, it also ranks high, in my opinion, in Raquel Gonzalez matches. Uh, both ladies went out there and gave it their all, and really gave the fans a great match, um which I loved a lot, and I love that Mandy, my prediction, won the match, so I predicted another one right. But not only that, that Mandy won, and you know, it's funny because um, back in the days, the, in the Absolution and um, Riot Squad days, they all of a sudden uh, called to the main roster Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose all in the same week. And out of those five incredibly talented women, Ruby Riot and Sarah Logan are no longer with the company. Sonya Deville is not currently wrestling. Liv Morgan is stuck in an endless feud against Carmella. And Mandy Rose, she moved from the main roster to NXT 2.0. And she's the first one out of those five talented women to hold a title... So congratulations, 
Mandy Rose on being the first out of the five to hold the title in WWE. But even that's not all because the match ended after a masked person attacked Raquel Gonzalez with a shovel. Um, and that's what gave Mandy a chance to, to win the match. And it was revealed later on that the masked person who attacked was in fact Dakota Kai. King Kota is back. Tim Keek is back in NXT. Um, she is the mystery opponent uh, of all the vignettes that were shown. And um, I'm happy to have Dakota Kai back. Um, I missed her a lot. And, uh, you know, even though she seems like a heel, because she attacked the current champ and cost her the match, I'm not sure I can take her as a heel. I think she's a better baby face than a heel and with all that shiny pink hair um yeah that's a face look in my book uh welcome back dakota kai and uh you know i kind of still wanted her to take the title off raquel but um well at least they'll feud now without the title so uh, it will be a meaningful feud and uh Hopefully, they won't bury Dakota too much and they'll let her win some uh, segments or matches against Raquel. Welcome back, Dakota Kai. Moving on to um, the tag title match between MSK and Imperium. Um, no Walter uh, for Imperium's side. And you know, I, I read the whole reports that MSK are getting booed because of Easy's parents and some hardcore NXT fans. But honestly, how can you boo MSK? I mean, okay, I, I've said it on the podcast a couple of times. I think character-wise or mic ability-wise, they're not the best of the tag team division. But in the ring, they do some crazy and wild stuff that really puts them on the map in, in top teams ring-wise, but uh, they get booed for wrong reasons, in my opinion, but that doesn't matter because they lost the match, and um, they also had spin the wheel, it was a lumberjack match, and, um, you know, I'm I'm not sure it was the best match of the night, uh, but it was one of the top two matches of the night, in my opinion, Uh, really enjoyed it, really loved it, the Imperium are now again... Tag Team Champions, um, MSK's reign is over, sadly. But uh, I'm hoping they won't get lost in the shuffle. And Imperium are great, so um, that wasn't my prediction. That wasn't my guess. I, I predicted wrong, but that's okay. That's okay. I can have one wrong prediction from time to time. And on to the main event of the evening. Tommaso Ciampa versus the rising star, Braun Breaker. And um, I think it told a wonderful story uh, in the match. So uh, when I said that the tag match was either the best match of the night or top two, the other contender to match of the night is this one, uh, Tommaso versus Braun. And Braun Breaker did a Frankensteiner, and the announcers called it a Frankensteiner. Whoa! What uh, a happy time. Um... You know, they won't call him uh, Steiner, they call him Breaker, but 
at least they called it a Frankensteiner, so that, that made me happy. Um, you know, it showed that Braun isn't ready yet because Ciampa uh, outsmarted him and um, that's okay because Ciampa is the veteran and he's the champ for a reason. And I really like the story. Uh, I love Braun Breaker a lot, but this was the right booking decision. Also, he, he was a made star. He looked amazing in the match. And it took two fairy tales, uh, fairy tale endings. Uh, DDT on the concrete floor, which busted him open the hard way. Uh, a couple of knee shots. You know, Braun looked like a star in defeat. Tommaso Ciampa retains the title as he should. Um, I think it's time for uh, Braun Breaker to build up some momentum, win some other matches, and take the title in the future. Not yet. Good booking decision, uh, even though I love Braun again. Uh, but that also was my prediction, so I'm happy I got another prediction right. Um, kudos to everyone. Really, really great match. You should go and watch it. Um, I didn't talk about all the backstage scenes or the LA Knight, Grayson Waller thing. Um, all in all, very enjoyable episode of NXT 2.0. And rating-wise, it was, this, if I'm not mistaken, the second most viewed episode of NXT 2.0 and up from last week's uh, rating numbers. So they did what they needed to do and they delivered a great, great show. Go and watch it if you still haven't watched it yet. And from NXT 2.0 to AEW Dynamite, um, you can say it was kind of a special Halloween episode, uh, basically, mostly because of uh, the main event, but we'll get to the main event later, because we need to start at the first match of the evening, CM Punk beat Bobby Fish, um, and I didn't really understand the ending, uh, seems like Bobby Fish kicked out at the last, last second, millisecond. And it seems like Punk was upset. I, I don't know what happened there. Uh, nonetheless, it was a good match. I liked it a lot. Uh, MJF squashing um, Bryce Donovan and cutting a promo like only MJF can cut a promo. Sami Guevara retained the AEW TNT title in a match against... Ethan Page, a good match, and hopefully the inner circle... No, it's not over. It's not over yet. Inner circle versus American Stop Team. Man of the hour. Man of the hour, sorry. Man of the year. Um, and then, uh, you know, I will say this. I will say something crazy right now. Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb was the best match of the night in AEW. Yes, yes, I've said it. And I'll say it again. Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. Match of the night on Dynamite. Uh, finally, Shida gets her 50th win. Uh, it was a TBS uh, tournament match. So she also moves on to the next stage. And um, kudos, really, to both ladies who have great k 
chemistry together and they proved it once again and delivered a spectacular match. Um, again, in my opinion, the best match of the show. If you didn't watch the show or didn't watch this match, do it. Watch it. It was a great wrestling match. Bravo to both ladies involved, Hikaru Shida and Serena Deeb. Then we had a bloodbath of a match. Uh, Dark Orders 10 versus John Moxley in the World Title Eliminator match. Moxley won uh, in kind of a quick match, uh, less than three minutes. Uh, but 10 was busted open under his mask, was bleeding a lot. I, I'm not really sure how that that's even possible. But that's what happened. Moxley uh, obviously moves on. I don't think anyone is surprised in here by the result of this match. Um, Nothing against 10. He's Preston. He's a really good wrestler. But, uh, you know, you're against Moxley, a former world champ. You're not going to win that easily. And the main event of the evening, we have Dark Order... Cole Cabana, Evil Uno, John Silver, and Stu Grayson versus the Elite. Adam Cole Bebe, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks with Nakazawa. And um, the Dark Order won. <coughs> Sorry, it was a very uh, action-packed, chaotic match, as you would expect from the people involved. Hangman, Adam Page... Uh, came dressed as the Marshmallow guy because the Elite were dressed as Ghostbusters and um, actually caused a distraction that cost the Elite the match. Uh, <coughs> which is, Sorry. Which is great because uh, he is the number one contender and he will get his title match against Kenny Omega at full gear. And a uh, great way to end the show in my opinion, and uh, well, I'm not gonna finish talking about the show right now because I intentionally left a promo out and a segment out. Uh, I wanted to talk about all the matches, um, great main event, of course. And now, Cody Rhodes and his promo uh, on today's episode. You know, some people say that Cody Rhodes is boring. Some people say that his promos aren't that good. His in-ring style and skills and ability are not that good. And I say to those people, what are you talking about? Did, do you even see wrestling? Um, I'm not saying Cody is a top talent. Uh, no. But... He is above average. He is great. And um, he cut a promo. And I read some people online saying that, Oh, come on. Oh, I'm still the good guy. Yes, cheer me. Please don't boo me. Um, I'll do whatever it takes for you guys. But I loved this promo. It had great lines. Great delivery by Cody. I mean... Well, when you're the son of the late, great, legendary Dusty Rhodes, 
one of the best talkers in professional wrestling history, something will stick. Now, he's not, like he said in the promo itself, even if in 300 years he won't be able to match his dad's uh, abilities. But I love it. I love the promo a lot. I loved Andrade's uh, reply. I love the attack. I love Pac coming to save Cody and doing the the Malachi Black pose with uh, the flipping the bird. I love Pac, and he looks crazy. I, I love Pac a lot. Uh, so this whole segment, in my opinion, was done very well, and um, Cody delivered a great promo again. It's not the first time he delivers a great promo, in my opinion, in AEW. Um, I don't know why he gets all the hate, but uh, I loved it a lot. One of the best segments, one of the best promos in Cody's career. And uh, everything that happened afterwards also, in my opinion, was great. Speaking of Cody, um, on AW Dark Elevation... Or dark. No, I think it was an elevation. We had Fuego del Sol and Fuego del Sol Dos, who is certainly, most definitely not Cody Rhodes under a mask. Because Cody Rhodes has a huge tattoo on his neck, which you can't miss. And Fuego del Sol Dos doesn't have it. So there it is. I solved the case. I solved the mystery. That's not Cody Rhodes. It's Obviously, Fuego del Sol Dos, El Hijo, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. El Hijo del Fuego del Sol. Great match, go watch AW Dark Elevation. Definitely, definitely not Cody Rhodes. So in conclusion, uh, I'm sorry, I, I talked not just about Dynamite. But in conclusion, Dynamite was a great episode, again... And they gave, everyone gave them, gave it their all. Uh, highly recommend watching it. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Arena Deeb. The main event and the opening match were all stellar. And the Cody Rhodes promo, of course. Go watch AEW. Okay, last subject on today's double episode of 15-Minute Time Limit. Ring of Honor. And um, their message, their, what, what's going to happen now? Uh, Ring of Honor uh, issued a statement yesterday that they will film some shows and the um, last pay-per-view of this year. And after that, Everyone under contract will get termination of their contract. They will be no longer under contract with Ring of Honor. Free to go wherever they want. And Ring of Honor will be back, but not until April of 2021, uh, 2022, sorry. Not until April, maybe even after April, but not... Are there any circumstances before April 2022? And, you know, I I talked once about Ring of Honor um, and the Death Before Dishonor review on this podcast. And I admit I have, unfortunately, no time to watch the weekly shows. I do read the results online. I 
kind of know the storylines that's going on in Ring of Honor, but I don't follow it as closely as, I don't know, should have is the right phrase to use, but I don't watch it as much as I want to watch it or need to watch it. But uh, to me, Ring of Honor has always been one of the top promotions in the world, not just the United States. Yes, in recent years, um, they kind of fell a little bit. But you know what? They did such a great and noble act during COVID, during the pandemic. Uh, they didn't run shows for almost over a year. And they said, you know what, dear Ring of Honor talent, don't come to work because we can't have a, a safe, safe environment. But you don't have to work anywhere else. We will pay you whatever you deserve to get paid. We're not terminating contracts. We're not doing anything. Everyone will, steep, will still sorry, be getting paid their contract. That was very noble and very kind from Ring of Honor to do that. Um, but maybe if they haven't done it, then they would have um, uh, money to, to keep on running. But I'm not really sure that money is the problem because they're under, uh, they are under Sinclair. And Sinclair is one of the biggest media corporations in the world. So, uh, yeah, I'm not really worried about Ring of Honor's uh, finance, uh, finance state. What I do worry about, um, some of the talent, because Ring of Honor have great talent. Um, uh, let's say Brody King, I think he'll be okay. He's the current tag champ in PWG with Malachi Black. Uh, Jay Lethal can always go back to Impact, uh, which was the place that he truly shined and was put on the wrestling map. Uh, the Briscoe brothers, well, they can go anywhere and automatically uh, improve the tag scene. I remember there were some talks that they will join uh, WWE, uh, I don't know, four or five years ago, but they stayed with Ring of Honor. Uh, Bandido, he can succeed everywhere. Um, some of the women, you know, Chelsea Green is there, but she's also on Impact, so she's, she's fine. She has where to go. And Roxy, uh, the, you know, she just won the ROH women title and uh, she's still young. She's 19. She's incredible. Uh, so I guess she'll be okay. There are plenty of options to go. But I really hope that uh, all the talent will find a place to succeed and thrive. We have EC3 there as well. Uh, Maybe he'll get back to WWE and this time they will correctly use him and not, you know, having the guy who is great on the mic say zero words. That still bugs me. It didn't make any sense. So I want to wish everyone on Ring of Honor good luck and great success. Uh, almost did a Borat. Uh, on the future career paths they will go to. And uh, maybe some of them will say, you know what? Ring of Honor will be back in April. We'll wait till April. It doesn't matter. We'll stay at home. We'll heal 
um, you know, get better, not heal. Oh, I'm a bad guy. And um, maybe they'll be back hungrier and better than ever during this time. So who knows, but best of luck to Ring of Honor and to every talent they have. Uh, and can't wait to see, to see them back. Congratulations, you've made it. You've made it through the double episode, the first double episode of this podcast. Whew, wasn't easy, but there was a lot to talk about. And uh, I'm glad that I was able to talk about everything I wanted. Um, thank you for listening. You know, it's not the regular 15-minute time limit. It's 30-minute time limit because it's a double episode. So that's okay. Um, if you liked it and enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe, like, or follow, depending on your podcast platform. And don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. Go to linktree slash 15 minute time limit. That's linktr.ee slash 15 minute time limit. Share this link with your friends so they can listen to this podcast as well. And uh, till next time, have a good day or a good evening or a good night, depending on when you listen to this podcast.